You're listening to Likely's Story on Sunrise Robot. Find out how you can support us at sunriserobot.net slash support. Welcome to episode four. I'm your host, Polly. And I'm your other host, Shelby. And here we go. Here we go. <laughs> uh, so first up, I want to mention how awesome something is. Um, we are, well, Polly and I, our <laughs> podcast, Likely Story, which you are listening to right now, uh, has been on the new and noteworthy list uh, chart on iTunes, which is so awesome. Thank you so much for everyone who has written reviews. That is the way to get on new and noteworthy. So we really appreciate it. Keep them coming. It is still helpful. Um, but something I'm going to propose an idea here, Polly, something I noticed when reviewing the new and noteworthy, <laughs> especially the TV and film category, we should really consider only making our podcast about Better Call Saul. <laughs> I just started watching and I support the idea of talking about Better Call Saul. Yeah. However, mm. There's, I don't know, maybe <laughs> 500 independent podcasts that are related to Better Call Saul. There were so many. So many. Like, it's basically like four rows on New and Noteworthy <laughs> about Better Call Saul, then our podcast, <laughs> and then a couple more. The color schemes are uh, a very interesting contrast to ours compared to the Better Call Saul. It's, that's <laughs> it's like true. like the yellow and red, and then ours is like pink and purple. <laughs> I know. That's true. It was just so crazy to see. Like, I just didn't have any... I don't know. I had never seen that before that like <laughs> yeah. so many would be created about a specific show, but I'm sure we'll talk about it in a future episode because you just finally started watching mm-hmm. and I've been watching and love it. So I suppose we don't have to dedicate the whole podcast in its entirety forever and ever just about one show. I think that's probably a good idea. All right. Well, what else is new with you? Uh, we went wedding dress shopping. We did for you, <laughs> for obviously. <me. laughs> You're already married. Yep. Been there, done that. <laughs> um, yeah, it was my first time ever trying on wedding dresses or even going yeah. shopping for a wedding dress. I've never been able to do that with my friends or family who have gotten married. So, um, yeah, we went and it was interesting. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> Thank you. So it was such like it was such an honor to get to come uh watch you and and you did. Like we talked about it beforehand and said like just try on everything, mm-hmm. all different shapes, mm-hmm. like all different styles and just see what you like and I loved like the actual variety yeah. that you tried on. I tried on a lot of different types of dresses. Yes. Um, and it was good. Yeah. It was good. I, I don't think I'm any closer to getting my dress. Great. <laughs> the lady at the end was like, okay, so are we ready to pick your dress? And I'm like, one, my mother would kill me. Yes. And two, there would be no more wedding then. So Must wait for her. That, yes. We must yeah. wait. She's coming soon, so I'll probably get a dress in the next uh, few weeks. Yeah. Well, that's an exciting part of the wedding planning process. Yes. So. It, was, it was enjoyable. So Yeah. I'm and I, I feel like... Hopefully your mom and friends feel good knowing that I really stood in and helped represent friends and family. I totally cried at least three times. <laughs> I think at one time I was like, are you crying? Um, like, no. The, the first dress you came out in, which you didn't even really like, but I just was like so happy and excited. And then a couple others that just looked really beautiful. So 
I hope I represented well for others. You did. It was so. great having you there. Thank you for coming. <laughs> yeah, that was super fun. Um, so we need to change topics pretty drastically, and I need to talk about a serious issue. Okay. Crows. Like like the bird? Yes, like the creepy, evil black bird Ugh. that flies around and caws. Okay. I do want to preface this that I am afraid of birds. <laughs> <laughs> like... That was on your 30 before 30 it list. It was on my 30 before 30 list. I went to the zoo with my friend Carmelita, and she treated me, rightfully so, like a child, um, and got me <laughs> to feed a bird. And, like, it it was gross and terrifying, and I got ice cream afterwards, which helped. So just know that all of my comments are already disgusted with having to talk about this. But well, continue. So I, I don't hate all birds. I just really, I really despise crows and ravens are even worse because they're bigger. So, okay. um, but for the, this purpose, we're talking about crows. So I, I have a couple of things and I, you know, people always are like, well, why do you hate crows? They're just another bird. Yeah. They're yeah. annoying. They're incredibly intelligent. And that's terrifying because uh, I truly believe that they are planning to overtake <laughs> the human population. <laughs> what brought this up? Like, what did you see? Or so recently, I've been um, binge listening to the podcast "Here Be Monsters." Okay, and it's a podcast about uh, the unknown. Cool, um, and they talk about a lot of t- really cool things. And then they did an episode about crows and how they believe that they might have funerals wait what for each other yep i'm sorry yep when a crow is dead yeah bunches of other crows come and uh-huh. they like squawk and caw and like sit there for hours around yeah. the dead crow i'm having really mixed feelings right now because part of me is like that's really like special and sweet nope. and then i remember that they're creepy birds they're crows so so there's that. Ugh. Then I read um, an article came out, I think just actually Here Be Monsters posted on their Facebook page. That's how I okay. saw it, um, that crows um, are smarter than your kindergartner because okay. what? they they understand things that like a five-year-old has issues understanding. For example, they there's this experiment that they have um, where if they – if there's a big tub of water and they can't get down to get yeah. the water, they know to drop pebbles into the water to raise the water level. Stop it. They do that. So when given the choice between water and sand, yeah, they only drop the pebbles in the water. What? They also make tools. Like they craft tools um, so they can carve like thin strips of wood. They bend wires into hooks. And that's how they collect food that otherwise they can't get to yeah i mean they're scavengers they eat anything oh my gosh and then i saw recently someone posted on facebook thinking this was a good idea an eight-year-old girl was for some reason allowed to feed crows wait what do you mean like that she like giving them like like just like birds like handing out food to crows in her backyard yeah the crows have been bringing her gifts shut up like Cool little rocks, like an earring, cool pebbles. That's really weird. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is a very important issue that people are not widely no, talking they're about. They're not. <laughs> it's an issue. <laughs> but, okay, but here's my question. Because hearing that, 
kind of makes me think this is fascinating and a little bit cool when I detach from the fact that they're birds. No, they want to kill us. They're but- buttering us up. <laughs> they clearly have the brains they're, they're, to overtake. And they're they're winning. They're totally winning they're me winning. over. They're, exactly. That's the problem is oh, that there's too many tricky. of you who think, oh, this is kind of cool. Look how smart this bird. No. Yeah. No. Okay. It's a serious um, problem. <laughs> well, I don't really know what to. I mean, thanks for bringing this to our attention. We should definitely. I'm this glad we're PSA. alerting the public. We should put this at the beginning of every podcast. Do you have an idea of like what to do about this, or you just want people to stop feeding crows? Well, people should stop feeding wild animals in general, but crows especially because it's it's going to lead to our demise. Okay. So, I'm sorry that I had to take this yeah, to a somber that was, place. That was definitely a different uh, different direction. <laughs> but it's, it's where we needed to go. No, I, I think that's fair. We should um, – yeah, that's great. Uh, oh, I was going to say with the crows, the only thing that I had seen, which Mike had alerted me to, is that there is a TED Talk out there. Of course there. there is. Of course there know, is. Of course. About how uh, intelligent – the crows are it's not okay so we will link to all of these materials in our show notes so that people can be aware of Read what's at your happening own risk yeah. maybe you maybe you just want to stay ignorant to this this potential issue and i, I can understand that yeah I, I do feel a little changed knowing now mm-hmm. what's out there i know on uh, to happier topics <laughs> like love like love and the bachelor oh. which has concluded for this season <laughs> And it's epic, non-climatic fashion. But I will say, the winner, if again you want to call them a winner, was Whitney, which Yay! is what we predicted. Team Whitney! So we are doing way better than we were on our Oscar picks. Yes! We yes. had a 50-50 shot, and we picked the right one. <laughs> in, rea- um, in reality, it shouldn't have been that hard. Like, it clearly should have been Whitney, yeah. and it was, so that's... Yeah, That's I mean, good. I think based on, like, the commercials that, like, the previews we had seen for it, um, which we talked about on the last episode, they definitely were trying to, like, hint to, like, oh, he wants it to be Becca, but her fa- his family likes Whitney, and Whitney's definitely the better pick. Yeah, she was. So we picked her. <laughs> yeah. And they seem to be happy. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah. Love. I had forgotten, you know, because I haven't just, I haven't watched The Bachelor in so many years that, so they have, like, a very long episode. It's so long. It was two hours. <laughs> and then after that is an hour of like after the rose special where Chris and Whitney, it's their like first time being out in public together and they talk about it. Which I'll just I'll just interject here where um, Chris said to them like, isn't it so great that you don't have to hide anymore? And someone on Twitter said it very well when they were like, they're in Arlington, Iowa. <laughs> Like, there's not much hiding that has to happen. <laughs> yeah. She did say she had been sneaking away because she lives in Chicago, mm-hmm. and so it was like a four-hour, three-hour, four-hour drive, yeah. that she had been sneaking away for weekends because it's just so easy to get to, <laughs> which was like, duh. Did anyone think that wasn't going to happen? But they're both like- just like, yeah, we'd like to move forward. And the one thing I thought was interesting, they did ask Whitney if she watched the show. Oh, yeah. This was – I give her mad props. Because she said no. She said she only watched the parts where she was, like, on dates with Chris. And she hasn't watched anything else. And she was in the house. She lived it. 
she lived everyone, all of the other girls' reactions and, like, love for him. And so she didn't feel the need to watch it. So I thought that was great. And they kept, like, trying to find drama and there just wasn't any because now that they're together and they've picked each other and it's been, like, several, several months. Well, even during that, the season, she was definitely, like, she would say some things about the other girls, but by and large, like, was very... She was no drama. No. Something, though, okay, so the last thing, and then the big bomb that they dropped in the show, but the last, <laughs> like, regular thing uh, that I really appreciated was that she had mentioned that her and her friends always used to watch The Bachelor, and that they had really, or the they had always watched The Bachelorette, which is what Chris Souls was originally on, mm-hmm. and that they had, like, specifically watched that season and really liked him. And all of her friends had thought, oh, my gosh, like, he would be so great. You guys would, like, get along so well. Mm-hmm. And that – so when he was The Bachelor, her friends and, like, pushed her to be on the show yeah. specifically because it was him. It had nothing to do with, like, Being go on, be on the show to be on yeah. the show, which – even if she's just saying that, I don't care. I'm going to no, take her at I, her word, and I, I really she, appreciate it. I think she's pretty sincere. I believe. Yeah. I believe it. I don't I believe that it. about probably most of the girls. Yeah, but I definitely yeah. believe it about her. Yeah. So yay, Team Whitney. Team Whitney. And now it's over. So uh, thoughts on the big bombshell that was dropped? Okay. So first of all, I if you don't know this about me already, I go to bed really early. And The Bachelor, the final episode, is really long. And then the After the Final Rose is also long. And I'm like, I just I just want to know what the big bombshell is. Because it's probably not even that big of a bombshell. Because yeah. it never is. Never. Um, so I looked on Twitter to find it. Because it had already aired on the East Coast. And basically, at, at the After the Final Rose ceremony, or show, whatever it's called, um... They always announce the next Bachelor or Bachelorette. And it's almost always um, either the person that was rejected at, like, hometowns or within that, like, top four category. Um, And sometimes it's the last person who was rejected. But it's also usually a crowd favorite. Right. That's why Juan Pablo came back and then blew it all up because he was awful. Yeah. Yeah. so they, they the announcement was is that they're not they're not picking. They yeah. decided as a staff that they couldn't pick because they were so torn between Caitlyn and Britt. And come on, this no, they were not. Crap. Team Caitlyn, yes, Team Caitlyn. Oh my gosh! So they announce that it's going to be Caitlyn and Britt, and then they bring them both out. And this only confirmed to me. That Brit is an actress. Well, she is an actress. I saw on Twitter. <laughs> Twitter doesn't lie, of course. Never. That she's on a commercial in Nevada. Really? Yes. So she really is. Like, she is. She's she got a waitress out, like, yeah. in Hollywood. Yeah. I, Which is what that's all an actress. actress are <laughs> until they make it. Um, so, like, she comes out and she has this, like, prepared speech and yeah. it's all fluffy. <laughs> yeah. And, like, she just immediately is so fake. And then Caitlin gets this question <laughs> so that is like, so when you heard the news that there's going to be two of you, what did you think? And her immediate response is, well, that's not ideal. <laughs> it was awesome. And she was like, I mean, if that's what it takes for me to be able to do this, fine. But it's not like we'll make it work. And they're being like intentionally vague about what's actually going to happen. So they actually have done this before for The Bachelor in yeah. season six. I had to look it up. but yeah, um, And it ended really poorly. Like. So all of the girls picked which guy they right. 
So it, it turns into a competition for the two guys as well. Yeah. So in this case, it's going to end like, well, yeah. they keep saying that they don't know how it's going to work. But the one thing that pissed me off significantly and had Twitter and the internet in general, <laughs> like up in a roar, very upset about this was Chris Harrison. Yes. The host. Yes. I don't even really know his name. So the host <laughs> of the show, the way he announces it, he goes, okay, great. So 25 men will decide who will be the best wife between Britt yep. and Caitlin. Yep. Come on. Could, could you not for the one show that is supposed to like you actually equally, have the woman? Yeah. yeah you equally control. do the bachelor and the bachelorette. What about these two women deciding between the 25 men who they want to be their husband? Yes. Like, why? Why not? Why? Have, and they might, and there was so much backlash, including oh my from former bachelorettes. Like, yeah. other bachelorettes were like, no, this, this is, is unacceptable. Awful. Like, this is our one time yeah. that we don't have, like, the entertainment isn't a bunch of girls fighting. Yeah. And part of it is, like, the ratings for The Bachelorette have been on a steady decline since it really? first aired. Um, and the ratings for The Bachelor and viewers I shouldn't say ratings, the viewership yeah. has stayed steady over the 8 million years that it's been on seasons. Yeah. Um, so this is probably, again, a ploy to... Yeah. I can't believe anyone is Team Brit. I'm so... I, there seem to be... I just... I don't know who they are. They're few and far between. That's but, all I know. Yeah, I mean, I think, like... What I think is interesting is that in order to like these shows and be entertained by them, you already suspend so many oh, yeah. <laughs> like moral principles about like gender equality yes. and everything that I believe in. Everything, <laughs> yeah, like everything about reality. You already suspend enough of that that like the backlash against this was just like this is the last straw. Yeah, like, nope, you had us until this, and you've now crossed the line. Yep. So we will keep talking about it i'm sure and see what happens when it comes out I think it comes out in may Ugh, okay so may i don't know that's actually sooner that's that's Maybe in like a month September. or two <laughs> i forget it I comes out in the future twitter will tell us twitter will tell us all right so enough of the bachelor team whitney yay woo team caitlin um also team caitlin <laughs> so you did not follow your own rules just switching quickly to the next topic I'm sorry. Somebody, Polly, did not watch all of House of Cards. Um, what do you have to say for yourself? It was kind of boring. Ugh. <laughs> 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 all right. So here's the thing. I read a New York Times review before it came out. And it was pre- as for House of Cards. It was pretty scathing. It was like this is not interesting. Like, yeah, it's policy wonky, which I actually don't mind. That's not yeah. what I found boring. Um. Because I'm policy wonky. But there's just a certain element that now that he's president, he can't do as much. Like, he can't go to, you know, the subway station and push a reporter in front of a train. Like, he can't do that kind of stuff anymore because he's president. Yeah. So there's that whole level that's, I mean, just taken out of it because he's reached that level. Yeah. Um, so, and I don't know, it just started off kind of boring. Yeah, was, I think we've talked about it and thought through, like, <laughs> the one thing is just like, oh, well, governing is boring. <laughs> like, yeah. the struggle it's to true. get power, way more exciting. Yep. Once you have it and are actually trying to be president and, like, 
there are some of the, some of the episodes. It seems like he's trying to do helpful stuff. Yeah, but yeah. So like I get that, but I I do think there was some really interesting like character development and the the one switch that a lot of the articles I read talk about. So season one and two are definitely like Frank's rise to power. Yeah. The extreme lengths at which he will get power and how people that follow him, like how he uses people and mm-hmm. how they um, interact with him. Season three has definitely now switched. Like there were entire episodes that Frank was hardly in. Yeah. So there are well, episodes the first episode. that like the first episode focused pretty solely on Doug Stamper. Yay. Spoiler alert. He's alive. I was so excited. I read I was so the excited. most hilarious article. <laughs> so... Um, the thing that I thought was was really funny. So Michael Kelly plays Doug Stamper. He didn't even know. Like, the way it was written from season two is that he's alive. And so he says, like, look, we filmed it, and I had, like, shallow breaths. I was clearly still alive. He's like, then the episode, like, goes live, and people watch it, and everyone, everyone. reacts with, oh, my gosh, Doug's dead. And he's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, no, am I dead? <laughs> And then, like, his manager, like, wrote him a note saying, like, whoa, it was super fun while it lasted. Like, what do you want to do next? And he was like, guys, I was alive. I, I didn't die. <laughs> like, I didn't die. It's and that, so then see, there was shallow breaths right there. There italics. was all of this stuff, like, um, behind the scenes going on, you know, as they're getting ready for season three of, like, everyone thinks I died, but I totally didn't. <laughs> and so, like, he just like comments about how funny it was to see how surprised we all were yeah. when the first episode focuses on Doug being super alive. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so yeah. I did like that. Uh, but yeah, I mean his his character development is just crazy. So I really like Doug and I know that's weird <laughs> because he's a, such a weirdo and yeah, not He's not a good person. No, but I I, I is, really like him. So I'm fighting for him. I'm going to try to do this without too many spoilers, which is just unfair to me. Thanks a lot, Polly. <laughs> I'm sorry. And John, who had other priorities in that your life. That was part of it. I mean, uh, let's just blame John. But because <laughs> he's not here to defend himself. Yep. <laughs> so what is the last thing that you saw Doug do? The last thing I saw Doug do? Yeah. Oh, uh, In, like, where you're at with the episodes. You have, like, uh, two more? Yeah, I have two more. Okay. So the episode yep. that we just finished, Remy just quit. I know yeah. I'm jumping ahead and talking about characters. But, yeah. so Doug, the last thing Doug did... Is he still working uh, for Heather Dunbar? N- well, no. Okay. Because Frank called her and was like, you're the reason he relapsed, which... Right. That, that's, that's a different story. But... Um, yeah. So no. Okay. But yeah. he's sober. His brother just left. Gotcha. Um, There's so much more, and I just don't want to spoil that since I know I want all of the Doug story to be a surprise for you. I so, think, sorry, listeners. You I'm can sorry. tweet at Polly and yell at her. I'm sorry. I um, it. I did think, I mean, there was a lot happening with him throughout the season that I was like, is he trying to be good? And, like, he's going to go work for this candidate he thinks is better? And then part of me was like, how is he working for anyone but Frank Underwood? Like, I just, I, oh. he kept me guessing. Like, to me, that, like, that was an interesting, although frustrating storyline 
throughout so one season of my, three. One of my questions that I've had since the beginning was why is Doug so loyal to yeah. Frank? And then on the flip side, why is Frank yeah. as loving and caring as Frank really gets yeah. to Doug? And that still hasn't been answered. I, I think part of it is that Frank has seen Doug go through his bouts of alcoholism and then sobriety and then alcoholism yeah. and or relapsing and so on. And um, Doug believes that Frank has given him these second chances and that's yeah. why he really has to stick with him. But I don't know why Frank, I really, you know what I really do think, I think that's part of it. They were together from the beginning. Mm-hmm. They were together from the beginning and wasn't it like, Doug that stood up for like Frank getting into this to some degree. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think here's the thing, like this man has killed for you. (laughs) He has done a lot of terrible things and has never been a threat or a risk. He Mm -hmm. has been nothing but loyal and that's always shown. He's like a good lab, which for (laughs) Frank, like that's what you need. Like you need someone who you know enough about and you know enough that you could ruin him if you needed mm-hmm. to like i think they just mutually are loyal because yeah. what else would you be i know i don't know they're that's, crazy but the, that's doug is my favorite character yeah what about <laughs> um what about like claire's <laughs> i don't even know so i actually really enjoyed this season with claire at least up to this point yeah because she really Everything that she's done up to this point, not everything, but has been very, very much for Frank. Yeah. And she's had some of her own desires, but by and large, she's done everything for him. And so she was like, all right, I got you here. So, you know, now I want to be the ambassador to the UN. Give me. Give right? me, give me, give me. Like, I am sitting there <laughs> watching that thinking, I realize this is a fake show, but that is not the way the world works. You do not, like, have your husband become president and then have him ha- go through a recess appointment to make <laughs> you the ambassador. Like, I'm surprised I, there wasn't any blow. Like, there really wasn't much blowback. No. Some. So, yeah, like, it just, it just seems so crazy to me. Um, but yeah, like she's just she is doing so much to I think get what she wants finally mm-hmm. and it's not going well and I don't think she's handling it well. No. Again, you haven't seen the last two episodes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know um, everything gets better in the last the, the funny thing that like was all on Twitter was how she goes blonde from blonde <laughs> to brown and then back, back to blonde. Back to blonde because people tell her for the campaign she has to. And like I think that like that moment was very much I don't know, like it felt like an intimate moment, but also this like enormous power play mm-hmm. of like, is she just doing this because it's for Frank and she has to like, is there something more to it where she realizes, okay, like I had my move to be at the UN and that didn't work and I got screwed. Like Frank totally ruined that. Um, like threw her under the bus. Yeah. And like now she's going to play the good wife again to figure out what her next play is. Like it was just the weirdest component, but yeah, I don't know. So weird. I know. I, I don't, I did like when she stood up um, in front of the press in Russia um, for the gay activist who killed himself. I was like, yeah, Claire. So I, 
I had a hard time with that storyline. I mean, not – let me try to clarify. <laughs> I thought it was great and I loved that she stood up the mm-hmm. way that she did. Like that's what was needed and that – like that's true like leadership qualities. Here's my confusion. <laughs> why Why did Claire or Frank think at any point that the activist was going to read – their statement because that's what they do right like they're so they're so used to manipulating other people and saying whatever those people want to hear to get their own yeah and to like, get whatever not having, they want. like it's not about a moral foundation no, at all of, like principle and like it's about equality. getting what you want yeah that's it it was just that, like the whole time i'm like what you're wasting your time like, yeah these people don't like activists of for gay rights or other like women's rights other issues like he had such a core belief about what he was doing and getting this message out and standing up for what was right Mm -hmm. especially with knowing that like he was privileged above above other prisoners who were in jail for being gay that like there's no way he was going to back down no. and read your ridiculous statement. The statement was awful, too. Like, oh that wasn't gosh. even a compromise. It was like, don't worry, I was jailed for something <laughs> heinous, like yeah. your heinous policy. Yeah. And now I'm telling you, thank you for your generosity. Yeah, it was awful. But I'm glad she eventually did the right thing. Yeah. Even I though it made Petrov very upset. Yes. Um. So the other we'll leave we'll leave Frank to last maybe. Oh, yes. um, so oh, Frank, one of my other favorite um, favorite characters is Remy. Um, I was not surprised at all that in the beginning, uh, the beginning of the season, he comes back and he's chief of staff. Yeah. So because Doug was missing, presumed dead, not dead, shallow. Which breath. I just yeah. <laughs> And then obviously, like, they found him, but he was in no condition to be a chief of staff. And so Remy took that on. Um, Like, I loved that he was back, but you could tell – I could tell from the beginning. And so I wonder what you think. That, like, he was not – I don't know. Like, not prepared and not in terms of, like, experience to be chief of staff, but – he was occasionally questioning Frank and he was standing up to Frank. Like he is not the loyal Mm-mm. lapdog that nope. like is the only personality that works well with Frank. Yeah. Um, and so like you could just see like he was second guessing things they were doing. He always kind of had different strategy ideas. Um, and then so that last episode you've seen where Remy just quits. Like yeah. I'm done. I'm going to wash my hands. When he did that I was still like <gasps> – I know. Really? And that was the same when Jackie, like, yeah. endorsed after, oh, God, that debate was painful that for me to really watch. That was really hard and to it watch. And I actually, that episode I thought was really, really interesting and well done because it was the debate. Like, yeah. there were some side stories, but, but not really. there was a huge chunk, I mean, probably 30 minutes, and I... I might be wrong, but a good like twenty to thirty minute chunk where it was just the debate. Yeah, and you had some of like Claire rea- Claire's reactions, but it was just yeah. this. And also, debates don't happen like that. But we'll, we can. But that's an interesting <laughs> point because in most shows, and especially like with politics or like The West Wing, yeah, one of my favorite shows of all time. So yes. even though I'm going to badmouth it right here for a second, <laughs> don't take that at all seriously. Um, whenever there's like a hard 
political move, whether it's a speech or a debate, the episode is always about the prep. Yeah. And then they never actually do the debate or yeah. the speech for the most part. They might have like once or a twice. Clip. Yeah. But so that writers don't actually have to write a speech <laughs> or like write the debate. Like it's totally it yeah. totally saves the writers and the actors from like having to do it. <laughs> to perform something like that. Um but yeah, I thought that was really interesting because it does just focus a lot on the actual the fighting debate, and that it was painful. It was, oh my god! D- no debate would ever be formatted that way. But yeah, that's beside the point. It's television. I was expecting it to go s- south. Oh, of course. But I when Frank threw Jackie under the bus, yeah, and was like, "Well, don't your kids go?" I'm like, "Go to private <gasps> school, Frank." Yeah, <laughs> it, I mean. And when Jackie was attacked, it was all awful. It was so uncomfortable. Jackie con- and Jackie expressed like the fact that she didn't want to, you know, call Heather Dunbar. Right. She was very uncomfortable. Yeah, sexist, and she was like, "How can I even do that? That's not." And then she did it, and I'm like, "No!" And then she yeah. went for the jugular too, and I'm like, "Stop it! Yeah, stop women in politics. Be nice." I know <laughs> everyone, but <laughs> yeah. probably asking too much. Um. Yeah, I thought that was it. I mean, at that point, I was like, she is going to endorse Heather. Yeah. Like, she is she is not going to stand for this. Nope. Like, that's it. So I did think that was a really interesting twist. But that, like, that brings me to, so Jackie, like, wanted Remy to come work with them. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I am, like, endorsing Heather. We're going to do this. Like, come work for us. This is the good side. This is the right side. And then, and then he was just like, "Ugh, I'm done. This is gross. Yep. Can't do it anymore. I don't want him to be done. <laughs> I, I am hopeful that season four is the last season to wrap up kind of the fall and crumble of a lot yeah. of things. Um, but I do want Remy to come back, and because him and Jackie were starting to get together, which I admit is weird because she's like married now. It's also weird that she got married for a campaign. Yeah, but her husband is just as power hungry as she is. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not still bad behavior, but like the way he talks about it, and like her becoming vice true. president is is a little mini- manipulative as like well. Like he's totally into yeah it and aware. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. So okay. So thoughts about Frank? Other than you just think he's boring. <laughs> <laughs> he's not boring. That's not. The season was kind of boring oh, okay. until the second half. The first half, you have to admit, was, it was not slow. Yeah, it was a slow start. It was. A, it was. It you know inched along. Governing isn't always sexy. No, Polly. it's not. It's always a little slow. America works. He raided FEMA. <laughs> that was weird. You can't raid FEMA. I'm sorry. I as much as I want to put Americans to work, <laughs> you can't raid FEMA because then a hurricane comes or doesn't or doesn't. And you have to gut your plan, and then it's yeah worse than it was. Yeah, I did. I did like um, like how kind of crazy that scheme was, <laughs> because like that would not fly. No, but I love. He would have been impeached. Like I can't yeah. believe that there wasn't even any kind of an impeachment yeah. storyline. Well, there is another season. There is because yeah, I just that I don't know. It was fun watching it unfold because it's just so out of like. The realm of possibility. Yeah, <laughs> and I take that back. They did threaten to impeach him. Oh, that's true. They did, but it didn't. It was like one conversation, though. Where they're like, it was we, like one conversation. Then Jackie saved it. Yeah, somehow. I don't. 
whatever. This is what happens when you binge watch. I know. That's you true. get blurred. <laughs> this is the problem with binge watching shows in general on Netflix. That's probably another conversation. But like how some of the details get lost or murky because yeah. you're just flying swishing them all together. But yeah, I think that's fair. But I still like to binge watch, so yeah. it's okay. <laughs> I feel like we need to like just completely um like halt this conversation <laughs> until you finish the last two episodes. Okay, because I'm sorry everybody. A I'm lot sorry. happens, so we will we will bring it back to see your thoughts after. I made a good effort last night. I watched three episodes last that's night. That's really great of you. Thanks. Yeah, that's definitely more than you had originally set out to do yes. last night. I did good. All right. Well, for next time, I guess. For next time. Um, the other one, uh, so we'll leave House of Cards behind. Uh, the other one was the slap. Oops. That we talked about. Um, I'm slacking on the slap. And Polly, I just don't even know what you're doing with your life right now. <laughs> Get it together. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I've watched four of the five episodes now, so I have caught up sort of. <laughs> Um, I watched the one that was about Anouk and then, uh, oh, and I just said his name and now I can't remember. Um, um the, the like father, grandpa, um, figure. Okay. So the father, grandpa figure, Manolos, Manolos. uh, episode four is about him. Um, and oddly enough, he was who I really hated in the first episode and like why my original rating was like a 12 percent i will say i'm up to about a 45 percent liking the show okay enough that i'll continue because you're it's now, short you're now up there with the rest of the viewing audience i'm up there with average old america <laughs> go you um so that's a pretty big jump from my original yeah but i don't know I don't know. We'll see what you think next time because I like it more, but I'm still at a 45% out of 100. So uh, I was up with critics around 68. So we'll see how I am after the next two. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good. Um, oh, so speaking of binge watching, <laughs> uh, the other the other show that just came out recently on Netflix was the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Uh, so excited! Executive producer Tina Fey, my idol. Uh, have you watched any of this no. or like seen anything about it? Do you, Do you know how many episodes I am behind on all of the other things that we talk about? Uh, Shelby, I need to quit my day job so I can podcast and watch television. Uh, dear Polly's bosses, she's totally <laughs> kidding. She's not going to quit her job to no. watch TV. So just... some days it does sound appealing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, well, now I just feel pathetic. I don't know what I've been doing that I've had all of this time <laughs> to like, catch up on these shows. I haven't been sleeping. I just watch TV all the time. There you go. Um, so the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, uh, Ellie Kemper um, kind of – became famous or at least to me playing Aaron on the later seasons of the office. Right. Yep. So in this, she plays like a 29, 30 year old who um, had been kidnapped and forced into a doomsday cult <laughs> in Indiana where she's from for 15 years. <laughs> okay. I didn't know it was 15 yeah. years. So 
uh, so that would be like 2000 from 2000 to 2015 she's in a bunker with like a crazy doomsday cult leader who says that the world has ended they can't go above ground um and there's really hilarious like flashback scenes to the bunker it's her and three other women and then this like guy um and so they get rescued 15 years later and they're like doing tv like doing press and they're referred to as the mole women because they were in a bunker, which is just a hilarious thing that, like, keeps coming back throughout the episodes. Um, so they're, like, doing press in New York. And then they, like, all get in the van, like, okay, it's time to go back to Indiana. And she's like, no. Like, I will not go. And so she decides to stay in New York. And it's just – it is hilarious. Like, I was nervous because I had high expectations. Mm-hmm. It's hilarious. <laughs> like, it's just the comedic timing of the different, like, actors is really great. She's really great as Kimmy. Um, there's just, like, crazy non sequiturs all of the time. <laughs> and, That's awesome. And all of her references basically date back to the, like, late 90s because that's – when she was not in the bunker so in her like early teens so she also sort of acts like a teenager um and she it's just great like it's totally worth you don't have to binge it but it's available how many episodes do you have left i don't know no how many episodes are there that's also a great question these are really good questions i know that our listeners uh Carolyn, I am thinking of you, are going to be sitting here listening to this going like, I know how many episodes there are. Why don't you guys look this up? Well, sorry. I've watched about eight or nine. Okay. So I think there might be like 13, 15 range. Oh, all right. I don't – I was trying to pull it up at Netflix. Yeah. I was like, no, you need to install new things. <laughs> yeah. I have a few more to go, but it's really – it's really entertaining. And I I mean I love that it's like a – she's a strong female lead – Great at comedy, can carry the story. That's awesome. Um, yeah. I will also so. just say that your viewpoint falls in line with critics and audiences. Oh, what 90, do 95% um, rate it. It has a 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's from awesome. Critics and okay. a 93 from audience. So cool. It's up there higher than the slap. So <laughs> some better television Whoa. for y'all. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> not surprising. It is way better than the slap. <laughs> So another show that I have been watching, a brand new one that I don't think you have, but there's three episodes out, and it's called The Last Man on Earth. I haven't. I've seen uh, previews for it, though, on television, and okay. it looks hysterical. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I think it's really great. It's Will Forte plays the lead of Phil Miller, um, best known for, obviously, all of his SNL work. Okay. Uh, just in that kind of group of comedians yes. recently. So he plays Phil Miller, who is, uh, surprise, the last man on Earth. What? <laughs> Spoiler alert. I know. Sorry, guys. Um, it is, again, like, it's just hilarious. Like, I've been seeing these previews. They've been, like, totally talking it up since, like, right before it got released yeah. a couple weeks ago. And so seeing the previews, I'm like, how is this going to last? <laughs> like, really? That's kind of my thoughts. Like, I just don't so understand. Just the previews. Like, without too many spoilers. So he is the last man on Earth. And then there is a woman, Kristen <gasps> Shaw, <Ooh. laughs> whom I love. She is ridiculous. Um, 
So she plays Carol, who is the last woman on Earth, and they just like randomly find each other in Tucson, which is great. <laughs> and and so it's it's just I don't know. Like I like that the show is not at all like as a lover of The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. This show is so not anything to do with why there are no more people on earth yeah or like (laughs) Like, the leftovers for those of you that watch that yeah like all that it's about (laughs) it doesn't matter like that was like a two second clip of like oh yeah now there's no more people and it's just him and so it's just about how he's adapting to originally how he thinks he's the last man on earth and so the one um the one thing i will spoil early on in the first episode, like it has him kind of like watching movies and like catching up on stuff. And he's watching Castaway with Tom Hanks. <laughs> That's perfect. And, and it's the scene and like Wilson is there and he just like makes, he totally like rips on Hanks. And it's just like, Oh, a volleyball for a friend. Come on. <laughs> and then like the show flashes forward, like a few months. And all of a sudden he has like 15 different, like <laughs> sport balls that are like friends. friends. And then, like, they continue to go everywhere with him. (laughs) And so there's only been three episodes, but it's really great. And in the second one, he, like, runs into Kristen Shaw. And so now they're neighbors and they're living in houses next to each other (laughs) in his neighborhood. And it's just, like, he just basically, like, burns a lot of stuff with a blowtorch. Nice. Um, He, like, crashes cars. (laughs) Yes. And it's just, it's really great. And Kristen Shaw comes in as kind of this counterpoint yeah so like the one like they're driving down the street and he blows through a stop sign (laughs) and and she like freaks out she's like what are you doing (laughs) like there's there's a stop sign and he's just like seriously like like his face says it all yeah and she's just like you need to abide by the law and so the next one he like stops and like does a look (laughs) the look around to make sure that there are yeah like no more cars and then he proceeds and she's like okay thank you that was great like (laughs) and like finding a parking spot and so he like pulls up and she's like oh i I wonder if there's closer and he just like runs into the store which is in the preview and he's like can't get any closer than this like best parking spot (laughs) um i don't know it's ridiculous so and it's worth a watch now or when they're all out and on Hulu or something. Um, and if you guys haven't noticed, I like Rotten Tomatoes a lot. On Rotten Tomatoes, yeah. it is 86% fresh okay. by critics and 84% by um, regular viewers like you and me. Okay. That makes sense. I think they're both like – their comedy is probably specific Yeah, a little bit. I don't know. I'll definitely check it out. There might be some people that I guess would like I have my homework assignment for this weekend, so I've got a lot to do. Hopefully it rains or something. We'll see if there's (laughs) follow-through on that. (laughs) But, yeah, two two of the new shows I definitely recommend. I will. I'll have to check them out. They're super entertaining. I obviously appreciate your uh, your take (laughs) on television. This is all for the podcast. This is all for the podcast. I wouldn't do this normally. No. That's a lie. I always watch TV. Um, All right. I think those are kind of the main like TV show things I wanted to talk about. Did you have any, anything to clear up in our rumor roundup? So Samantha B is to host her own late night talk show on TBS. Ugh, no daily show. No daily show. I'm sorry. So our excitement was already quickly squashed. I know. Great. So that's that. I don't know. I don't know what else is left. All I will say, though, is I was watching John Oliver 
Yeah. Um, most recently, and he was talking about something terrible. And he was like, and this is why I love having a show on HBO. And then uh, he had like a string of curse words. <laughs> and I'm like, yep, you're not going to the Daily Show. <laughs> Just Which, like nonchalantly clearing yeah. it up that he's yeah. not leaving his HBO show. <laughs> no, he has a fabulous show where he gets to literally say whatever he wants. <laughs> That's fair. That's a really awesome way to do it. Yeah. Just like on the show. Yeah. I don't know if it was directed at that, but I, I took it that way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, cool. Um, I guess that wraps us up for today. Uh, so, again, check out our show notes. There'll be lots of weird crow video links. I'm, I'm sorry that there won't be cat pictures this time. Maybe we can throw in a cat picture just for good measure. Yeah, probably not. Okay, we'll see. Maybe if you do your homework. Okay. Okay, I'll do my homework so that All right. Can. You can all check out the show notes and find out if I allowed a cat <laughs> picture on at sunriserobot.net slash likely story slash four. And as always, where can people find you on the internet? I'm on Twitter at Polly and K. And I am at Shelby Elizabeth on Twitter, uh, or you can find me on Facebook. Uh, also, make sure you are subscribed on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher app, and please rate our show and write a review. It helps us so much. It does. Like I mentioned earlier, it's how we got on New and Noteworthy and how we can stay there or up on the charts. So uh, take a few minutes. Uh, it's a really easy way. Also, um, we have a couple episodes now. So many episodes. This is episode four. <laughs> uh, you can binge listen. <laughs> so uh, get them all loaded up on your phone. Go take a walk outside if the weather is nice where you live and listen to our episodes. Uh, special thanks to our Patreon supporter, Bruce Edwards. And find out how you can support us on, at sunriserobot.net slash support. Thanks, y'all. Thanks. Thanks.